What's up, nieces and nephews? This is Hey Auntie, your bi-weekly podcast that talks about wellness, spiritual growth, personal growth, and giving you the drop on those adulting lessons that I wish someone would have told me about a little bit sooner. My name is Charday. I'm glad to be back with you for another episode. I did it. Posted the first episode of the podcast onto SoundCloud and onto Anchor. Um, I'm still working on getting it onto Apple Podcasts and things like that, but you know, I made it over one really large hump, and that's taking the step by myself to do the podcast, which was the nature of the first episode, if you remember. Now, I've taken the first step and I did a lot of legwork making graphics and, you know, editing and all of those things, really trying to figure out how to make this the best I can, brainstorming on episodes, and then, more importantly, letting some of the people that I love and care about listen to the podcast. Totally scary, but the train doesn't stop there, and we are back and still learning, still being nervous, and still doing it anyway. Now... Y'all, I have a birthday coming up, and I am increasingly more excited about it, but I'm not going to lie, it kind of snuck up on me this year. Uh, I'm turning 31, so not necessarily a big birthday, and I find that I kind of came up on my birthday a little bit ambivalently. I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know what I'm going to do, I don't know what I feel like doing. It took me a while to figure out what to do for myself for my birthday because my 30th birthday was big like I really celebrated in a large way that sort of milestone I went to Bali with my best friend Kia for a week last year to bring in my 30th birthday but it was also a really big deal because I was hitting my 30th country and completing my 30 and 30 I wanted to do 30 countries in 30 years, and I did that, and I did it in an exponential kind of way because I got most of my countries within the last three years. I think I traveled to like five or more countries a year for three years, and girl, that's expensive, and it takes a lot of planning and a lot of flying, and it's a lot. Anyway, uh, bringing in 30 was just a big deal for me because I kind of felt as though... I was lacking the sort of anxiety about leaving my 20s. I was actually really excited to be turning 30 and to be entering my 30s. And I think that this is not a normal uh, course of action when it comes to aging. Like, I was really looking forward to it. And I have heard you know, over time in my 20s that, like, 30 is the new 20 and, you know life opens up at your 30s, and also people being totally scared of leaving your 20s because in your 20s, you're still considered young, and, you know, you feel youthful and things like that, and something about hitting 30 is like, oh man, I am an adult, and people are getting married and having babies and things like that, or should I be having babies myself? But that's another conversation for another day. However, I have found that 30 is not anything like my 20s, and thank God for it. There is something that has been really good about accepting getting older and exiting my 20s. It wasn't with a flourish. 
or with a bang, but more so that sort of quietness within myself that made me go, yeah, I'm ready for this. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how your 20s are something that, you know, you should not mourn the loss of, (laughs) as it were. Um, When I was in my 20s, I, I don't know, I was always a good kid. So I never, you know, did, made any really big mistakes. Um, I made small mistakes, but for the most part, it was pretty intentional because my mom would always tell me at the end of the day, have no regrets. And I have taken that with me to such a degree that I really think through most of the things I do, don't get me wrong, I have done some shit and then looked back and was like, that was probably not my best idea, but you know, here we are. My 20s, you know, like a lot of people were marked by being in school. I mean, I'm still in school. I have spent all of my adulthood so far in school, but I was an undergraduate and I was doing what undergraduates do. I was, you know, drinking a lot, mostly to help me with my stress level. I would go out, I would party, I would road trip, I pledged a sorority. Like, I did all of the things, but I was also clergy. Like, I was still trying to find a church that would ordain me, which I didn't find a church that would ordain me until I turned 28. And um, I was still deeply invested in my own spiritual growth and things like that. But I was also really lost um, looking back on it, on who I was. Like I had a sense of who I was. I've always been pretty self-aware. But you flounder a lot in your 20s because you're changing so constantly. You're in spaces where you are beginning to experience adulthood but if you go to college, it's like a controlled environment. And then once you're done, you are out in the world and you're responsible for a whole lot of other things that you were not necessarily responsible for when you were in, you know, the collegiate setting, if that's the way you went. Or even if you didn't, you know, there's something about being in your early 20s that you feel you still feel like you have a bit of a covering that you can make these mistakes and it'll be okay. But there's something about, you know, as you progress through your 20s, you start to feel more and more like you have responsibility. You become the adult in the room. And that is terrifying. I uh, am an educator, so I would frequently be with groups of kids. And it wasn't until like my late 20s that I looked around and I was like, oh my gosh. I am the adult in the room. I am the one that is responsible. And it kind of hits you because you're looking around and everybody is looking at you. You're you're the adult. You're the authority figure. And the first time that happens, it's kind of jarring because you don't necessarily feel like you are an adult or you are doing this adulting thing well because, you know, you make mistakes, you flounder. You're not sure what the right things to do, and it kind of makes you feel really insecure when people are looking at you as the authority figure and you don't consider yourself to be an adult yet, Um, because age definitely does not constitute adulthood, even though, you know, certain social settings would say otherwise, and at, you know, 18, you are an adult in the eyes of the law in 21, you can drink at 25, you are a real adult because you can uh, rent a car without being exorbitantly expensive because you're a liability <laughs> before 25 apparently. But 
I found that as I got towards my uh, the end of my 20s, I started doing a lot of soul searching. Things were just different. You know, you could feel the energy shifting around me as I started to really want to go deeper into my relationship with God one and try to, to in order to find myself. And I started taking a few things seriously. One, um, my health in terms of my stress level, in terms of working out, in terms of eating well. Like I tried a lot of things. I, you know, have run half marathons. I have done mud runs. You know, I started boxing and doing martial arts and kickboxing in my late 20s, uh, mostly because of my partner. He's, you know, a black belt and he boxes. So he got me into boxing and martial arts. But I was really, I have really been struggling with this health thing because you do feel your body change in your mid to late 20s. My body changed twice and you can feel it. Uh, things start hurting. I didn't hurt before. Like my knees will hurt um, at certain points. My, my back will start hurting at certain points and things crack and pop. You feel your, um, just your overall digestive system and things change. Like you can feel it alter a little bit. Like it slows down. You can't eat some of the same things that you ate when you were younger. Like this is a real thing. Let me tell you, I have experienced it. Um, that you just can't eat certain things anymore. Like I went vegetarian um, when I was 24, 23, 24. And mostly because I just got tired of eating meat. I got tired of the act of chewing, which I know is very strange. And I only ate chicken and fish anyway. So now, like I've been vegetarian for the most part for years. There have been points when I've gone back to eating like chicken and I still eat fish on occasion. But I have noticed, especially when I did keto, I did keto late last year for like a, a month and it went really well. It had the desired effects, but I didn't like the way I felt because I had to eat more meat to get more protein or else I would have been chugging down protein shakes like nobody's business because vegetarians um, do struggle with getting enough protein in what they eat. And on keto, I can't do beans and lentils because of the carb content that, you know, transforms into like sugar and things like that, you know, all the things. And so... I just, like, my body doesn't do meat like it used to. I can feel it when I eat some chicken, um, like, get some chicken wings or something, because, like, I really want some chicken wings. I just, it sits on my stomach like rocks because, you know, you age, and my body's gotten used to a mostly plant-based diet. And those are just the sort of things that happen. The other thing was my mental wellness. Like, I really started to see a therapist in my mid-20s on. My seminary subsidized therapist visits um, through a network of people that they compiled because uh, Presbyterian Church USA, they require all of their clergy to submit to a psychological exam before they are in the candidacy uh, to become ministers of word and sacrament, which I think is fantastic. Um, so I did start seeing, seeing a therapist while in seminary. And then when I moved to Houston to start pursuing my PhD, I got another therapist because my 
advisor in seminary told me, if you're going to pursue a PhD as a black woman in particular, you need to find somebody to talk to because whatever you have not dealt with psychologically is going to come up in your program. And I took that shit seriously. And she was right. God rest her soul. She was absolutely right. And I still see a therapist because, you know, there life is hard. Things are hard. Being black in America is not easy, especially now. There's just so much going on that is traumatic, like sustained violence and trauma that you take on psychically and emotionally and mentally. Just being in black skin in this country is reason enough to go find a therapist. Um, and so that helps me to unpack things. And then the other things that I deal with working in majority white spaces, that is a whole different level of trauma and microaggressions and just headaches that you have to sift and sort through. These things changed as I went through my mid to late 20s and really made me start going deeper within myself, trying to figure out who Sharday is at these various points. So by the time I got to 29, especially after hearing some of my older friends say, no, 30s is where it's at. You just settle in a different way. It's like the lights come on. And I didn't understand exactly what they meant. But I was like, you mean to tell me that somewhere between 30 and 32, I'm going to like turn into the bad bitch I want to be because I'm not going to be here for anybody else's shenanigans. And I'm just going to be at home in myself in a very different way than I am now. Child, sign me up. I'm ready. Give it to me. There is something that about turning 30 for me that really did change how I view the world around me and how I view myself. Like for one, you, you're just wiser. You've lived a little, you have gone through some things and you've seen others go through things and hopefully you've taken these lessons and take, really taken them in. And then it helps you to be more discerning and wiser going forward and decisions that you make. So that's one thing. Wisdom is something I would not trade for youth. I would not go back to my 20s because simply because of the wisdom that aging brings you. You just become more worldly and well-rounded if you do life the right way. Like if you are, you know, pouring into yourself, if you're participating in things, if you're just living you're going to learn some things. You're going to figure some things out. You, I also found that getting toward and into my 30s, I started really thinking about my boundaries. I started really considering how I allow people to treat me, what I take in, and what I refuse to put my energy into. And I stick to that. Because what you start to realize is life is too short to let... Folks be out here getting on your damn nerves and taking in other people's trash. And I had a dream, oh, oh probably sometime last year, and that, it shook me. Y'all, I was shook when I woke up and, you know, talked to God about it and God unpacked what it meant. So I had a dream about... Um, being somewhere, being like in a mall or something, and I had bags, and then I had all these other bags with me, like I was carrying them, and I was moving really slowly, because if you've ever, like, tried to carry all of the groceries 
into the house in one trip, you know you have to move a little bit slower than usual because you're weighed down. And then somebody was going past me. And then they looked back and they were like, why are you moving so slow? Why are you going so slowly? Y'all, people will be out here in these streets gladly handing over their baggage to you. And then you will move slower because you're carrying things that are not for you. And they'll look back at you after they've sped past you and say, why are you moving so slowly? That thing messed me up because it made me realize I do not have to carry anybody else's baggage or anybody else's shit around with me. I don't have to. You don't have to. And once you realize that you are a lot more discriminant and a lot more discerning about how people situate themselves in your life, what people say to you, how they say it, and what things that people try to project on you, you don't have to take those things in. That sort of wisdom and that sort of certainty in myself is invaluable. And I have totally been about um, really leaning into myself, leaning into cultivating more of the things that I love, more, more of the things that give me joy, instead of feeling like I have to do X, Y, Z, I have to be whatever. Um, I still struggle with that, especially when it comes to finishing this PhD, because y'all some days I'm just like, why am I still doing this? I've been in school for six years just doing this. Why do I keep killing myself? But there is something larger that God wants out of me in this PhD. So here I am. But there are other things like the podcast, like my blog, like the YouTube channel, things that give me joy, things that I am good at. And I am leaning into doing more of that. And not sacrificing time towards my dissertation and burning myself out, more importantly, burning myself out to the things that give me joy into learning and cultivating the skills that are already there that come with a certain amount of ease or that just bring me lightness and joy to help me do the other things that I'm responsible for. So, yeah, 30, not not the new 20. And for a good damn reason. Because things change for you when you become 30. You just become a little bit more settled. And when I said the lights come on, that's what I meant. You start settling into who you are. You start uh, feeling more at home in yourself. Because the the characteristics that are innate within you, like there's certain things about you that don't change. And you become okay with that. You're like, this is who I am. There's nothing wrong with who I am. And I'm going to just let myself be that. And it is a beautiful feeling. that It just kind of takes a weight off of a lot of things. And then it colors how you move about the world. It's fly. I've, 30s have been good to me so far. So I am excited about um, continuing my journey into this new decade of my life and what it's going to bring for me. There is no reason to really be afraid of leaving your 20s. I think youth is just sort of a figment in some ways that society puts on us to make a, make us feel as though we have to be that, not even that we have to, but that to be 
attractive, that to be valuable, you have to be young. And that's not true. Some of my favorite women that I am the most inspired by are those that are in their 40s and 50s. Because women in their 40s and 50s are amazing. They're just everything. And beyond that, like, I love Jill Scott's confidence at aging. She said, had a conversation, her and Brandy, um, it's a clip, I'll see if I can put it in the show notes, where she was like, no, your 30s, you just work hard and you do all these things, but your 40s, your 40s, you do what you want to do. And Brandy was co-signing. She's like, I can't wait to get there. And I'm like, yes, yes, ma'am. Just the happiness, the ease that they both exuded about being older is everything. Those are the things that I aspire to now. Not necessarily a sense of success and accumulating things, but accumulating experience and an ease within myself and just radiating a joy and a happiness from inside out. That's what I'm trying to get at, y'all. Now... Today's wellness bit kind of goes with this sort of idea of evolving and finding, leaning into oneself, and it's the idea of grounding. Now, when I say grounding, I'm talking about connecting with one's, um, more so their ba- your base chakras, and we'll talk more about chakras, but the chakras are energy centers that go through the body, um, and the ones that are on the lower end of your body, of course, they're closer to the ground and they're they're called, you know, base chakras. And then you go upwards to till you get to your crown chakra. Um, but when you are I frequently feel out of sorts, okay? So for one, I am someone that is finds themselves deeply connected to nature, particularly like ground and water. Want water because I'm I'm Floridian and ground because I don't know. I just like the outside. But when you start to feel anxious or out of sorts, that shows that there is a spiritual, energetic imbalance within your physical body. And and you're feeling it in your physical body. So there are ways in which you can um, kind of get back to center. And it helps you to feel more stable. I think that's a good word for it. It makes you feel more stable. There are two ways to do this that I go to. There are a lot of ways to ground yourself, but these are two ways that I want you all to try out and see how it works. One is going to be through meditation. And you can do this in the house, sit on the ground, make sure you're just solid and you just sit and you take in your breath, pay attention to the breath, Try as much as possible to find stillness in your mind, and that takes a bit. But concentrating on the counting, on slowing your breath, and going up to 10 and back down to 1 is going to give you um, a, a sense of calm. It'll start slowing your body down. And kind of see if you can sit with that after you've counted for a minute or two. You could play some soft music, light a candle, set um, a timer with a gentle chime for, you know, five minutes, two minutes, and just take some time to sit on the ground and just breathe and find your center and let things go. Kind of take off the weight and the burdens that you are feeling. 
And that is one way to kind of ground yourself, to bring yourself back to center. The other way is a little bit more active. Um, and that is to go outside. Go outside, take your shoes off. I know, this is me being Floridian and hippie and all that good stuff. Because, you know, y'all, I hate socks and shoes. If I could walk around barefoot everywhere, I totally would. Um, but you want to go outside or go to the park or something and then you can sit in the grass like get, take a, a towel or a blanket and sit down and just take in everything sit in the grass I love walking around in the grass or just putting my feet on the in the grass and just letting my toes wiggle and all that good stuff because when you do that you are con literally connecting with the earth and it helps you to feel more at ease and more grounded both of these things require you to slow down and take stock of where you are. But take, go outside, get grounded. You can walk around for two minutes outside and I guarantee you will feel loads better because you've taken a minute to center yourself. So I encourage you this week, at least once this week, either find yourself meditating and just count yourself into the, to a bit of stillness or go outside. Go be outside, put your feet in the grass, go sit down in the grass for 15 to 30 minutes or more. Read a book, go write in, in your journal or just sit there, daydream, take a nap. I love taking naps out in the park. Um, but take that time and find yourself grounding and see how you feel. See if you can hear God better through that. See if you can hear your creativity better after grounding yourself, after finding your center. Now, y'all, like I said, my birthday's coming. So this week, I'm excited about a few things. One is that yesterday I did a writing workshop for school. My advisor is over a, a center and he does an out, there's an outreach program that we do a high school essay contest. And um, at the end of the essay contest, we bring the kids to the school and do a writing workshop and show them how to write essays but more specifically how to attend to the college essay now I haven't done it in two years because I've been out of town because it's always around my birthday but I'm here this um this year obviously but the person over the center she emailed me and she's like hey we had somebody drop out of doing the workshop can you do the workshop and I said of course I'm here why not and I did the workshop. I did one of the writing workshops on essay writing. And it was like an hour and a half. Um, there were only like eight kids there. But I had so much fun. It was so good. Like I just felt so happy to the point of almost giddiness. Like, yes, this is what my life is supposed to be. Um, so that made me super excited. I am also really excited about the slowing down of things for my birthday as I've tried to figure out what to do I'm doing some wellness things like I got a pedicure um I went and saw my Reiki lady and had a Reiki session which was really good for me I'm also going to go get a massage like a long massage because I've earned a long massage y'all but I'm doing things that are not necessarily big extravagant things um, I had dinner from one of my favorite takeout restaurants at the house and binge watched some anime and had my favorite wine. So I'm doing little things and it's making me feel really good about bringing in my birthday 
and I am excited. I'll be working on my birthday, but I'm going to be working with my two-year-olds, which I love them. So I'm going to share my birthday with them. I'm probably going to get some cookies or something to share with them in celebration of my birthday. And I'm excited about just reflecting on where I've been the past year and going forward, seeing what the year ahead has for me. So yeah, those are the things I'm excited about this week. What are you guys excited about? Let me know in the show, in the um, comment section or, you know, shoot me an email. If you have any questions or comments that you want to send to me, you can do them at Sharde, S-H-A-R-D-E dot searches, S-E-A-R-C-H-E-S at gmail.com. You can find me on the internet at Sharde Searches, on um, Twitter, on Instagram, um, on my YouTube channel, all of the same things. Find me on these spaces. Hit me up. I hope that you all have a wonderful week ahead. I am praying for you. I am sending out good vibes to you. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.